What's going on? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Blasted all over the airwaves on 104.5, 106.1. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. That's me. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. As doing well as you well. can. Okay, alright, as well as you can. Alright. Uh, optimistic, hopeful. Uh, with a with a dash with a with a dash of elderly spirit, I like it. Okay, that's how I live my life, basically. <laughs> um, we are gearing up for a very special week right here at Nerd Thug Radio. This weekend, we will be gaming for twenty five hours to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. We are going to have prizing from all kinds of different places and vendors, including a Taekwondo. Uh, dojo. They're, they're going to be giving away three different packages of free lessons for a month. Uh, we're also going to be giving away some statues, some gift cards, um, a board game. There's a lot coming y'all's way this weekend, uh, November 5th and 6th here. So stay tuned. Stay with us. We're going to have a great time. We're going to game for 25 hours to raise money through the Extra Life charity event for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, those donations are keyed in to go locally to your local Children's Miracle Network location. So the money you donate could potentially go towards saving uh, the life of a kid you know or your own kid possibly if something horrific and terrible were to happen and they were diagnosed with a terrible illness. So let's not hope for that, but, you know, hope to help people locally in your community. Right. And, it you know, worst comes to worst, you may even be helping yourself. Um, I always like to appeal to the most selfish, you know. Let's eliminate all the reasons. Like, you may be saving your own kid. Why wouldn't you donate? And what we're going to be doing is for every $5 you donate, that is a raffle. And we're hoping to raise about $2,000 as a team. There's four members of us so far participating. There may wind up being more on the day of. Uh, We are excited, though. We're going to be hanging out at Zach Attack's house this time around for 25 straight hours of gaming. We're circling around a roughly 9 a.m. start time. Keep your eye on the Nerd Thug Radio Facebook page. We're going to be doing live updates uh, about every hour, every 70-ish minutes, uh, depending on how many prizes we have for drawings. So we are excited to be doing that. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a great, great day. Check in, donate, let other people know what's going on. It's all for a good cause, and we're all going to have a great time doing it. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be this weekend. Extra Life, are you excited? I am absolutely pumped. I'm really excited to play a bunch of different games that usually we don't have time for, but now that's all we have. That's literally the whole point is to just sit and play games and and hang out and have a good time, but specifically play games. So I'm bringing, we'll have all the X-Men United uh, CMON board games there. So there's no telling how many iterations of that we're going to play. I'm bringing the little... Uh, retro gaming machine that has 7,000 games on it. It's pretty good, pretty good. I'm probably bringing the PlayStation. Probably a good idea. Um, you know what? If I'm going to do that, I need to... So, on a whim, I walked into a GameStop about a month and a half ago. Okay. God, I swear to God, it was so random. Um, I had begun... Oh, you know what it was? One of my little, I okay, you know me. I kill 
iPhone charger cords like nobody's business. You chew through them like a like a. I don't even like the the stupidest thing is all they do is sit beside my bed. They sit on my nightstand, plugged into a lamp, and I plug them into my phone, and somehow my phone and the on its own will twist itself up so badly that the little cord that goes into the phone will fray itself into madness to the point where I I mean. I bought a Duracell branded one one time, and within three weeks, it stopped charging the phone. Man, you got to get a new, like, location, dog. <laughs> My whole life is chaos. I don't even, even when I'm asleep, I'm breaking stuff. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to explain that. It's so. The residual power is too great. <laughs> I have so much energy even when I'm asleep. I'm still messing with stuff. I don't I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. But I am brutal to these cords. So right by my house there's a Best Buy and a Target next to each other and in that same shopping strip is a uh GameStop. So I don't know what possessed me but my first thought was maybe Target will just have some cheap ones. So I ran into Target and they don't like they're all over $12. And I was like, the way I break these things, I want to spend like five bucks on one. I may as well buy the cheapest one available because when it stops working in two months, that's about par for me anyway. Right. So I go, so I was like, man, I don't want to spend 15 bucks. I really, really don't. So I go, I was like, let me see if Best Buy has gotten anything cheaper. I go into Best Buy and Best Buy has like a big basket of them. They're like $5 each. But then next to them on the shelf, they have these ones that are like, I mean, boss looking. All right, like uh, thick in like thick woven cord that's flexible. It says on it guarantee, like uh, lifetime warranty in big letters. And it was it was about it was like eighteen dollars. And I was like, let me one more time buy something with a warranty and see if it'll actually because like I messaged Duracell. And, and they just, they didn't, they were like, yeah, it's an aftermarket product, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that does, literally says Duracell on it. Like, so I said, okay, all right, let's try it. So I bought it, spent the 18 instead of the five. I avoided the bucket of ones that, uh, anyway, that cord is still working, by the way. It's been two, three months and it's still solidly working. But driving back, I passed a GameStop, and this weird thought hit my head. I said, I haven't been inside of a GameStop in probably, I mean, before the pandemic, probably two years. So at this point, we're talking about like four years, five years. So I, I said, let me just walk inside of this place. Um, first of all, they are very different. Yeah, they got like knickknacks and like other things, not just games anymore. <laughs> games line the walls, and then the entire middle of the store is just filled with every. I mean, some of it. Listen, it's all up my alley. Like GameStop should probably be our primary sponsor. Like all of the bobbleheads and the action figures and the shirts and the knickknacks and the memorabilia and the stuff. Super cool. Totally dig it. Um. Like I was like I was and a lot of it is GameStop exclusive, which is also pretty cool. So I was like, all right, this is kind of interesting. I'm not mad at this. Then I'm looking at the games themselves, though, and I like they don't they have a ton of used games, but they have almost no new games. And I don't love buying used games. It's not my favorite thing. That's how you get the deals, my brother. Yeah, that's what they tell you. 
But so, speaking of, so then I'm looking at the wall of new games, and Guardians of the Galaxy is sitting there, and it is, it literally, there's a cell going on for whatever reason. I don't know, I don't know, if there was some sort of holiday two months ago, maybe there was, I, don't, I have no concept. So, I'm standing there, and basically by my math, I'm like, are they saying that this brand new unopened video game is going to be $15? And I was like... Okay, so it was already like a markdown price because they had like 12 copies on the shelf. Then there was this sell going on. So I was like, all right. Then they had the, then they had the you please get this out of our store sale when you're like. <laughs> kind of, probably. So I, I literally just kind of, I walk it over there and I was like, is this going to, I just want to bring this up and see if, if my math is right here. Because in my head, I'm thinking this is a mistake, right? Like he's going to ring it and go, oh, that's not the right price. Uh, He rings it up and he goes, yeah, it's going to be like, 1708 or something like that and then he was like and for two dollars more you can get a warranty with it and i was like well now i'm in like <laughs> you're sub 20 dollars yeah like... sub 20 bucks warranty and the game here's the weird thing though at no point have i had any mental insight like i still haven't put it in the playstation to play it so i almost kind of feel like i wasted the 20 bucks a little bit <laughs> You're out here post post twenty dollars spent, and you're like, man, he really got me. I didn't even use it. Yeah, like I was like, this is the first time sales logic has ever got me. You know how like we always like people always joke like when a woman's like, I saved three hundred dollars. Yeah, but you spent the five hundred on the purse. Blah blah blah. Yeah, they got me this time. I did save probably thirty dollars on a new video game, but I bought a video game that I was that probably wouldn't have bought anytime soon. Like, at some point, this game will be $5 on the PlayStation Store, and that's when I would have bought it. Or, like, free. They gave it to you every, like... Yeah. Because of the PS Plus boomer, it's, like, download for free. But instead, here we stand. Uh, (laughs) But I I did get a good deal on it. So it's just sat here. So I'll probably, to make sure we're able to play it when we get there, I'll probably upload it tomorrow, I guess. That's what I need to do throw the disc in there so you can have some epic not Chris Pratt, Peter Quill. You know what, I mean, you know what I, this is my thing about the future that annoys me. On a PlayStation all the way up until this one, the PlayStation 4, when you bought a new game, you put that bad boy in and you could play right away. There might be an update on a brand new game, but it would be like a 40 minute process to upload and blah, 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 now you're in. On a PlayStation 4, when you put a new game in, first they make you download the whole disc. Then they go ahead and scan for updates. And for whatever reason, on every brand new game, there's like a 100 megabyte update for or 100 gigabyte update for everything. You wind up downloading the game like three. It'll be like two hours before you play a new game. Yeah, dude, I love technology. It's so great. Don't get me wrong. The PlayStation 4 is a much superior machine than anything I've ever grown up with. And I bet the 5 is even cooler. However, I am a little annoyed at, like, it's Christmas morning, you get the game, and you put it in. You're not going to play it till like, that night at best. <laughs> yeah. You, you you pop that puppy in at 7 a.m. You're like, all right, hopefully by 7 p.m. I'll be able to play this. Right. And that's just if the store doesn't crash because everybody on Christmas morning is downloading at the same time. Yeah, things explode, urine echoes out, you sneezed a little too hard. The I remember getting the PlayStation 4 for Christmas, and it was a really big deal. It had, like, it's a crazy holiday. Uh, There's a lot going on. 
but it was kind of a, it was a surprise. It absolutely was. I was like, oh man, this is crazy. And so I was excited, set it all up, put the first game in and I'm just kind of waiting. <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm so excited to play this. Sits there with controller in hands for the next 49 million years. Right. And so the PlayStation Network was down that Christmas morning because so many people, I think that was the year the fours came out. Okay. So a lot of people were uh, were uploading their PlayStations at that exact instant. But there's also this massive software firmware update to do, too. So you need to log in to the PlayStation Network, access their servers to get the, the downloads. Listen to me talking all. They, they rerouted me to Friendster. Um, but so because... Technology. You know, because that much traffic crashed the server... That morning when I'm just trying to set it up and it's like, yeah, I'm connected to the Wi-Fi, but I can't find PlayStation. I was like, what's going on? And then I start looking into it. And I'm like, oh, man, like PlayStation's crashed. Uh, OK, it took like two days for the PlayStation Network to get settled down. So I literally had this machine that I didn't play for like three, four days. <laughs> just because you couldn't do it. Right. And- that was a frustrating thing. But obviously since then, I've had a lot of enjoyment and, and fun out of it. And also this Guardians of the Galaxy game and a couple of the last games that I've bought over the last year and a half are all PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 compatible. So like you can like put one on the other game, on the other system? So the way I understand it is my PlayStation accounts. Like I bought Avengers Online when it came out two years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I have the digital copy of that. That one is eligible for both. I think my Spider-Man game is eligible for both. I don't have Spider-Man 2, but I have Spider-Man 1. And I want to say for some reason Spider-Man 1 was also eligible for both. I know for sure Spider-Man 2 is, but I haven't played it because I was always like, oh, I'll just get to PS5 and then play it there. But I've, they're not even, I think they're just now in stores after two years. Which is crazy. But yeah, like, at I, least I mean, we, at least we got there, fam. I, it kind of blows my mind. But this one specifically says if I take the disc and put it into a PS5, it'll download the PS5 version of the game. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a cool way to do it too. So I can't go wrong with that. So I feel good about the purchase overall, but I am definitely in some ways laughing about the idea that like totally bought a game that I still haven't played says listen no one has said this game is bad so like it wasn't as it wasn't a thing where i was like oh i might not like it i just like i got home and like i think i realized the time and had to be other places or do some other stuff and then like when i came back i was like oh i don't want to get into it yet plus i still have to download it oh i just never it just it just never just never unfolded it's okay uh the plight of pc gamers everywhere can understand this struggle uh Corey, my library for PC games is probably about, I want to say, at least somewhere in the 50 to 60s range. Uh, <laughs> I've probably played at least eight of them, and that's about it. <laughs> you know what's funny? Anytime you buy, like, two games at once, there's one game you're never going to play. Yeah, I bought the, so I bought, there was a, I remember I was working, and I, I was like, this game had just come out, this Gundam Versus, I think. And uh, The Witcher 3 was on sale. So I got the complete edition of The Witcher 3 for like literally four bucks. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then I, I 
Ask me how many times I played The Witcher. Zero times. <laughs> so I have tried to start playing The Witcher two different times. Gotten an hour in, and other things have come up, and then I for like by the time I come back, I forget where I was or what was going on, and I just delete it. <laughs> it's now- a big game to just leave sitting on your PlayStation. Yeah, that's true. That is the one thing about the four. The storage isn't great. I can I can run about five games at a time before it's like you got to choose. So I'm always like shuffling games. Yeah, the storage the storage thing's a bit annoying. I, it's it gets better if you get like a hard drive or something. That's what my my buddy does. He's got a he's got a big old like two terabyte hard drive. He just carts with his PlayStation. And he just hooks it up when he needs to play different games. No, and that makes sense. It's totally the way to do it. I just honestly have, I mean, <laughs> I do it so infrequently. And then when I play a game, I tend to play it for a long period of time and then That's move fair. away from it. So it's like, eh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Tell me you're going to play, the, put like 600 hours into a game. Oh, yeah. And then, and then just halfway through, randomly delete it one day. Be like, well, that was fun. It's gone now. <laughs> uh, so like XCOM 2. I have probably gotten about halfway through it. Um, probably in the neighborhood of like <laughs> six or seven times and then just deleted it and then reload and then just deleted it. <laughs> like absolute menace. Like at least finish them. You're already halfway there. No, like something you- else catches my attention. <laughs> then it's been a while and then I don't remember everything that I was working on. And then I'm like, wow. Well, oh, just- that drives me. That drives you up a wall. I had, I was furious. Um, I had a Skyrim. I yep. like, I hate the beginning of Skyrim. Like, it, I've played through it so many times that I'm just like, if I just had, like, if I ever get Skyrim again, I would just want a mod that just skips the entire first half. <laughs> That's but, like, the only part I know. <laughs> like, just put me, like, post first dragon fight. Put me in White Run. Just have a bot play the game for me. I don't care. Like, oh my god, I hate the beginning of Skyrim so much. It's so iconic now. Yeah, what are you like, so mad about? It's because I've done it so many times. I'm probably <laughs> like, I'm probably on like the low. Like I say so many times because I've done it like probably eight or eight or nine times. But like that's one. That's too many for me. <laughs> like too many. I wanted. <laughs> I want to get into this game. But every time, it's because I had I had one. I was playing it on my my, my cousin's PlayStation Three because I didn't have one, and he had the game. And I was like, "Oh, I'll just play it on on your system. It's fine." He deleted my profile so many times, and I was just over it. <laughs> so one time, I built uh, the little log cabin you build. I was a lord in like four places. I was uh I was doing my thing. I adopted the kid in White Run and tried to move him to the cabin, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm this awesome adventurer. Well, because I already had like a house manager there, <laughs> the kid, it wouldn't, the system wouldn't let the kid move into the house. Like, you must have an open bedroom for the kid. And I was like, I have like six beds in this cabin. Of course there's room for the kid. And they're like, there's nowhere for me to sleep. And I'm like, well, that, I mean, that seems wrong. <laughs> And it just never would let me like. <laughs> you you adopted this. You adopted this orphan child. And, and like, like it you had can to come live with run. me. And he's like, yeah. I can't live with you. 
And then you're no, like, you're okay, teasing. and he just lives on the streets. <laughs> well, so I moved, so I could move the kid into the house in White Run, but like I was already done with everything on that side, so I wasn't going over there. So I was like, no, put the kid in the house that I'm going to. Like that just makes sense. Nah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do yeah, it. What do you mean that kid didn't deserve it? He's just yeah. homeless, kind of. He's, <laughs> he's he's squatting in your house. Yeah, so the kid is living with my like White Run house manager for no reason oh, that I also be. don't need. The house Carl, he is. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Lydia. What would we be without you? Yeah. So the kid is living with this crazy warrior lady in a, in this little cabin downtown. <laughs> it seems I mean, like it's, it's got to be better than being an orphan, but I can't tell you how much better. Yeah, it feels like the origin story uh, story for Red Sonia at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, raised by a warrior Carl. What what's happening here? Why why couldn't she just? Like, I could have sent her to Little Lord School or something. I'm a lord in, like, four towns. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, if you've done enough quests, you're, like, king and or ruler and or, like, patron of every single relevant organization ever. So, like, yeah, I was already an investor in a bunch of shops. It's like, why was this so complicated? So, I just, at that point, I was just so annoyed that I like put it down for a couple of days and then like, I couldn't remember everything I was working on. And then I came back and, um, a troll and a bear had wandered up on my cabin and they were, they murdered my horses. My, my house, Carl was fighting them. And I was like, why is all this madness happening? And I wanted to just, I was like, uh, if I just leave, what's going to happen? Like, I didn't want to fight him because I don't want to fight a giant. Like, I was also like trying to play it so like all of my stuff was in the house but if I go in the house it saves it you know what I mean yeah so I was like oh, I can't go in the house because when I come out like this will be permanent <laughs> but every time I kept like arriving it was there and I was like oh <laughs> so yeah I just I just walked away <laughs> and that was the last time you played Skyrim abandoned it like his child in White Run. yeah the giant and a grizzly were just dominating my house. And I was like, well, I don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> this is now their house. I'll see you later. <laughs> They've claimed my manor now. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, giant bear manor. Who would have known? Yeah. I mean, I, the name writes itself. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, definitely. a. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Like, the bigger and more in-depth the game is, you really have to be in it and on it like i mean but that was always the case i remember playing i guess what was technically final fantasy 6 but here in the states it was final fantasy 3 the giant one on super nintendo where you could log a thousand hours somehow on a on a like a 24-bit cartridge or whatever super nintendo was like 16-bit the thing probably has like maybe a couple megabytes of memory on that joint it's somehow you can roll through this giant world and log in just nonstop hours playing the game. Um, yeah, I'll never understand that. But it was awesome. It was a time of your life. But I always get like halfway through and then be like, I, I don't, I can't. Like, I would just lose interest in it at some point. It's so frustrating because I hate, like, I absolutely despise playing through things that I've already done before. And like not a like unless I really like it, things like Dark Souls or you know other games where like I'm genuinely like I I enjoyed every bit of this, so I'm fun replaying it. I absolutely despise like if I'm forced to like, 
hey, you just did this. Oh, you're gonna have to do it again because we didn't save. Like I'm, I'm seething. I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah, it never bothers me. Not even mad about it a little bit. Oh, that's so weird because I, I like the fact that that doesn't bother you. Like I would get so mad about seeing the same cutscene or doing the same thing again because I had to start over. Oh, starting over is the worst. <laughs> no, for me. Okay, maybe I can do it better this time. Maybe I won't suck so bad this time. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, practice makes perfect. By the time I get through my 80th run, I'll be pretty good at the first half of this game. Maybe one day I'll get past level 20. <laughs> it Literally in Skyrim, I think you could be in level 80 or level 100. I don't know, but I never made it past 20. Never made it past 20? No. I don't no. think I ever got past like, I think I think the highest I ever got was like 60-something. No, I would be like I would be skilled in like two trees, and that was it. And like the rest of it, I would I hadn't even touched yet. Like if I was one thing, like a fighter, I wouldn't even mess with magic yet. Or if I was a, like a wizard, I wouldn't have even touched any of the any of the fighting stuff. Wizard only builds. Well, like I always was like, okay, well, when I max this stuff out, it'll be easier to move over to the other stuff because I'll have this stuff to lean on. Blah blah blah. So that was always my thought. Like, I would just go hard in one direction, and then I figure, like, I could lean on those to get the others. But I never, I never even got out of those trees, because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play far enough. <laughs> you never got, like, the, 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 like, the armor ones or any of the other ones that, like, just naturally come, because you've just been playing for long enough, but just no. Yeah, no. Wild, wild, wild times. And then sometimes I would just do rant. So, like, one time I accidentally made myself a vampire because I played the vampire DLC. Oh, DLC's so fun. So then I'm running around like a vampire. And, like, one time I was out in the sun and my, my health is just draining. And I was like, what's going on? Why am I? And I was like, oh, I'm a vampire. I forgot. <laughs> but, like, I was in the middle of nowhere. There was nowhere to go to get out of the sunlight. Like, it was a, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. I do like that you just get absolutely blown up. <laughs> there, there were some times where I just screwed up. I remember one time I walked into one cave where I had like, oh, you know what it was? It was a cave full of trolls. And I am like a level four. Oh yeah, so I've got literally. my little, I've got my little great hammer and I'm ready to go. And like four level ten or twelve trolls just roll up on me and just murder me. <laughs> yeah, trolls are actually surprisingly tough enemies because they have health regen. So, like, they're really hard to deal with unless you're using fire specifically. So, I'm just swinging away on these bad boys and just swinging for my life. And I, I'm eating all my food and drinking all my potions and swing, 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 swinging. And I'm like, God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. I keep getting murdered over and over. And I walk into the cave. And, like, they're right there. So, like, my only choice is to turn around and just run out of the cave while they're chasing me. And that has its own, like... Yeah. Looking like Temple Runner with all these little monsters after you. Yeah. And they got short legs. You could probably outrun them. Yeah, you'd like to think so. (laughs) You'd like to think so. So, yeah, I definitely... There were def. I've never okay. completed almost any game I've played. Spider Man was the first game I played all the way through and hundred percent it. That's crazy to think about. You've been playing games for how long now? <sighs> Since I was like seven, six, seven. 
when did you, when did you when did you one hundred percent Spider Man? Uh, when did it come out? Like twenty twenty? Mm, was it? I don't know. My perception of time over the past <laughs> few years has been completely destroyed. Uh twenty nineteen. Twenty no, right there. Probably twenty nineteen. Yeah, so whenever it came out. It was like, I don't know, it was like four years ago, three years ago. So you were, what, 35? <laughs> yeah, 35 years old. First time I ever, ever 100% in the game. Never even had it before. Yeah. It goes against, like, every other, because, like, the gamers, quote-unquote, of your generation are, like, the collectathon like gamers. Right. Yeah, they're the ones who like to do everything and get everything. Not me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, what What games did you grow up? Well, uh, you know, like Final Fantasy, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario, like, none of those games. You're like, nah. Nope. There was, I mean, the closest I came to 100%ing any game before that were the X-Men Legend games. Yeah, we did play a lot of those games. I played those games with you. But I never, I never 100%ed any of those either. I haven't played those games in probably 10 years. Those might be some of the greatest games. Definitely the best X-Men games ever made. And I don't understand why no, no one's ever revisited that. Well, remember that like the, the, the Marvel Alliance HD remake or whatever it was. That I think was only available for a while. I don't know if you can even buy it anymore. No, you like can't. A, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Like a, it's like a weird licensing thing. Yeah. All of those, because a lot of those characters aren't on the same company anymore. So, they, so the game can't exist. Who, like, who even, what kind of rule is that? Yeah, it's just, it's it's really weird. It's like, uh, it's like Marvel versus Capcom 2. It's the same thing. You can't, that, that game hasn't had a re-release since like 2000, like, I think 12. Or like 2000, no, even earlier than that. I think like 2000. 10 or 8, somewhere around there. When the Xbox 360 came out, like, it was available on Xbox Live, but then they removed it for copyright reasons, and it just had never, it just never came back. <laughs> for a little while on PlayStation Live, you could play the X-Men arcade game, and then they got rid of that, too. And that's, like, the second best X-Men game ever made. Yeah, it's surprisingly that, like, there's not a lot of good X-Men games. No, they really overthink it. Like, so imagine for the Wii, they had that weird X-Men game where you made a brand new mutant. How stupid was that? Out of all the mutants in the entire multiverse, we decided on, nah, somebody new. How are you going to get the X-Men license and then not play as the X-Men? I mean, if you want to use them as supporting cast, I guess. Or like the villains. No. Get out of here with that nonsense. How, on what planet do I not want to be the X-Men? That's a fair point. Like, why would you even pay to get an X-Men license to make a video game about the X-Men? If you were like, can I be Wolverine? And they're like, no. And you're like, can can I be Colossus? And they're like, no. (laughs) Can can I be Cyclops? No. (laughs) I see your point. Who can I be? We made these three new characters, and you can be one of them. What? 
what do they even do? <laughs> and that was the other thing, is they made, like, these power trees for them. And they weren't really, truly new ideas. Because one of them was, like, uh, electricity manipulator. And they had just come out with that girl Surge in Academy X. So it was like, so it's Surge, but not Surge. Cool. Cool. You're like, excellent. This already exists. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like electricity powers is a new and or novel concept at this point. Come on, guys. Superheroes have existed for how many decades? They just kind of blew my mind that they were just so haphazardly like, no, people are going to like this way, way, way more than being the X-Men. That's fair. But like, if you're going to make it like new characters, they have to be so cool or like such a blank slate that like, okay, it's either a hardcore RPG, like, but even Mass Effect, like, Right, like you tell you're telling me they built a hardcore RPG featuring the X Men. Right, and you just pick whoever you want. Right, and just character build them from there. Like, wasn't that what the Avengers game was trying to do? But they didn't even do that correctly. Yeah, yeah the Avengers game was not great. It had too much, like, gear building and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, they told you your character was fully customizable. But all that stuff really did was, like, add one percentage to accuracy. Add one percent. You know what I mean? Like. It's like a number. It's like a numbers fluff. You're not really. Oh, you have the ultra platinum bracelets. Those add plus seven to attacks. Like, it wasn't. Nothing was. It's like Final Fantasy gear, not, like actual character customization right like if i and the the skins were different than the gear so like let's say in the pictures all the gear was purple and green if you had iron man wearing it all he wasn't in a purple and green themed armor which would have been novel but also too hard oh no we don't want to do that so like it none of it really none of it paid off in any meaningful way now, they did keep adding characters. It took them two years, though, to finish adding all the characters. Like, they, they prompted Beast. One of... The, this was so annoying. Okay. When the game released for the PlayStation, they said Spider-Man is going to be an exclusive Avenger only for the PlayStation version of the Avengers game. So when I got it, I was like, that's cool. Well, he doesn't come with the game. After every time they release new content, Like, I'm checking, and it's like, they kept opening up new chapters for new characters. The first new character was Kate Bishop Hawkeye. But they already built in the Hawkeye mechanics, so it wasn't... Actually, no. She was the first archer. So then, the second story is is Clint Barton as Ronan. Uh, So they're borrowing from the movie somewhat. And then, it goes Black Panther. And then there was one other character. I don't remember who the other character was. But... But then a lot of the stuff is just, you know, new skins and things like that. But Spider-Man wound up being, like, the very last character they added. Do you know how obnoxious that was? Yeah, because they sold it as a feature and were like, eventually. Yeah, it is a feature. One day. One day we plan on putting Spider-Man in here. That's like if you bought a Tesla with a sunroof installed. And they were like, we're going to add an app feature that lets you open the sunroof. And then, like, nine months later, they released it. You'd be like, what have we been, like, seriously? 
It's okay. I mean, DC's keeps saying that they're going to make a Flash movie, but here we are, nine years later, no Flash movie. They do keep delaying it. Have you heard all the DC news now? No. Okay. So, Henry Cavill announced he is, in fact, coming back as Superman. All right. He okay. is in one of the spoilers, but it's already been a couple of weeks. He's in one of the stinger credits for Black Adam. So he's still here. Uh, so at the end of Black Adam, he's in modern times, and Amanda Waller sends like a little probe with a hologram on it. And she's like, okay, you can hang out here, but just so you know, Kondak now is your prison. You can't leave it. Like, if you leave it, we're coming for you. So you can have your own little kingdom. You can do whatever you want, but if you leave Kondak, you got problems. And so he just he just lightning bolts the machine. He's like, I'll do what I want, woman. Um, and in this, as the smoke is clearing, Superman lands. Or he says something along the lines of like, no one on this planet can stop me. How do you even intend on enforcing that kind of a deal? And she says, I can call in a favor. And that's when he lightning bolts it. And then as the smoke is clearing, Superman lands and it's Henry Cavill. And he's like, hi, Black Adam. We should talk. Isn't that a bad mantra for him? Um, they're, they've done in the comic books where they're pretty evenly matched. The magic, the, the thunder, calling down the thunder kind of works both ways because it does depower um, Black Adam. So while that hurts Superman, it does leave Black Adam vulnerable. I guess, but he's weak to magic. That's he is weak to magic. Things. So that was like when in Kingdom Come, when full-grown Billy Batson is just Shazam full-time, when fight and he calls down the Seven Thunders, he does beat Superman. Yeah. Uh, he strikes him with lightning seven times, though. So, you know. Yeah, no, most people don't live that one. Magic lightning, I guess, I should say. Um, But so Henry Cavill is signed up to do more Superman. And allegedly, Ben Affleck has signed with Warner Brothers to do more Batman stuff. Not yeah. necessarily their own stuff. They haven't said. I've seen, like, fan posters for a Man of Steel 2, but I don't know if that's what they're going to do or not. I haven't. I don't know for sure. That's right. Batman v Superman 2, baby. The best movie in the franchise. Finally gets a sequel. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> um, but the the snapback of this is they're about to film season three of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. And that will be the last season with Henry Cavill as The Witcher. So because he dies. No, Netflix wants to start more aggressively filming the show. And because of all the different stuff Cavill's committed to, he can't maintain a tighter schedule. So they've already announced that they're bringing in Liam Hensworth for the fourth season as Geralt. So just recasting him? Yeah, fourth season, new new girl. Sure, guys. (laughs) Sometimes Netflix does stuff, and I'm just like, is this... Are they losing their minds a little bit? I don't know. I think it's bold. But Liam Hemsworth is a name, and he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, but he's not He's not Henry Cavill. I don't know. I don't think he's that far off from it. I guess. They just have such different, like, their their bigness is different. Like, Yeah, no, for sure. 
Because this is the thing about about Henry Cavill is that he's he's that such he's that that iconic like traditional like bodybuilder like narrow waist big chest like body type. Well, Liam Hemsworth has a year. Maybe he can get it. Have you seen pictures of Zac Efron walking around? Oh yeah, he's he got super ripped for some movie, right? Yeah, he's doing the Von Erich story. The Von Erichs have one of the saddest stories in all of professional wrestling. So the Von Erichs were basically like royalty. I mean, they were they were a wrestling dynasty. So you know how The Rock is part of this big Samoan family line in in, in WWE. Mm-hmm. He's a The Rock is technically a third generation wrestler, and his daughter is now wrestling on NXT. It's the first ever fourth generation wrestler. So the Von Erichs, their dad was a great wrestler in, I, I guess, the 50s. And the sons, there were three or four sons. Um, in the 70s, in early 80s, the Von Erichs, and they were, I mean, like, just, they were some of the best wrestlers. This is right before wrestling really, this is right before Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair really developed. They're they're young at this point, so all these guys are all wrestling against each other. Von Erichs and, and all that, um, but the Von Erichs, I I okay, I'm not. This era of wrestling isn't my specialty, but I know all of the Von Erichs. I think except for one are dead, and the one that's alive still is paralyzed. Ugh. I think a couple of them killed themselves. And then I think one of them was in a plane crash. I think the plane crash that Ric Flair was in. Ric Flair got in a plane crash and broke his back right before he was going to make it huge the first, the very first time early in his career. And he had to rehab all the way back from a broken back. So he had to like start over physically and rebuild his body. And so he went from a really big, bulky wrestler to a much slimmer, more athletic build. And part of that was, in the beginning, it, it was just it felt better on his back not to have as much weight carrying around. Um. But I think the Von Erichs were on. One of the Von Erichs was on that plane ride with him, if I remember correctly. Man, I swear, plane crashes kill like the craziest. Like they're always like these insane stories of like all these important people dying in plane crashes. Plane crashes are the weird, random thing. To me, they feel the most conspiracy theory sort of fake of all like weird things how people die. So, like, the story of Princess Diana dying always is weird to me, right? Like, the paparazzi following her around, and she's riding around with some really important person, and then in the tunnel, there's a car accident, and she dies. Like, that's a very weird story to me. Um, And then, like, yeah, celebrity plane crashes are the other weird story where you're just like, how is that? Is that legit? But, you know, uh, Harrison Ford apparently has crashed his plane, like, three times. Yeah, but that just sounds like Harrison Ford's just a bad pilot. <laughs> Flies himself everywhere he goes, allegedly. I don't know if anymore because he's old now. But back in the day, he used to fly himself everywhere he went. And apparently more than once crashed himself. John Travolta flies giant planes. I'm not sure if he still does because of the cost of it. But, I mean, did you ever see pictures of him? He used to have, uh, like, like... Giant 737s or 717s that he would park up against the front of his house. What? Yeah. Look it up, man. John Travolta got like pilots. He, he fell in love with flying when he was really young. 
he got pilot certified on all kinds of different airplanes. And and I'm like the kind of thing where 300 of us fly to Florida together, kind of a deal, like from Southwest, that size type airplane. Like almost like a commercial plane. (laughs) No, exactly like a commercial plane. Amazing. Like he owns a commercial plane and he has a partnership that he's had for like 15, 20 years with one of the airline companies that they maintain the plane for him because it's just great advertising that John Travolta flies one of their planes. That's super funny. So like the plane is in their colors. They maintain it. Uh, they house it. They fix it. They, they keep an eye on it for them. And then, yeah, I guess when John Travolta is like going anywhere that isn't a drive away, he flies himself in a commercial airline size plane. That's amazing. That's kind of cool. It is kind of neat, but it also is kind of annoying. Like, can you picture it's like him and seven people, and he's like, "All right, let's go, let's go to Florida," and then like, I like to imagine he still does all like the the regular pirate like or pilot like captain things. Like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at your right window, you'll see. Oh, for sure, because there are pictures of him in full on like captain's gear. Like the white like, like the white. He just missed it. He up. just missed his calling. He was truly gonna be a pilot and he's like, I guess I'll give this acting thing a try. Yeah. I guess I'll make tens of millions acting and then enjoy flying. But a lot of people who are pilots will tell you that it's super, super fun to fly. We have a family friend who was a pilot all the way up until they did an update, a software and technology upgrade to the cockpit of the planes he was certified to fly on. Mm -hmm. And they added in a certain, a new LED screen that utilized certain colors. And it was that he discovered he was colorblind to like the LED reds. That's gotta be really concerning. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine finding that out like mid like thing. It's like, all right, turn that on. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? That's basically what happened, except it was in training. But I mean, you know, they, in airline world, when they up when they change anything, you have to recertify X amount of time. Like, yeah, well, yeah. So they change the screens, they change all the stuff. So he has to go back through and retrain. And so as he's sitting through doing his tutorials, he's like, "I don't see that. I don't like what are y'all talking about." No, like it's it's right there, bro. And he's like, "Yeah, there's nothing here, man." Uh, so then, because of the unions and all that, you know, they fight for their people, which is what a union's supposed to do. And it is one of those things that I. This is why I do think unions are still important in the world. Because it's not his fault that they changed the planes. Uh, and he's 18 years into his career. So they basically the union and the airline settled for him. And they said as long as he never takes a full-time job again, they pay his salary for the next X amount of years until he reaches retirement. And then he's el- eligible for full benefits. Man, that's the kind of deal I'm looking for. You know, that, that being a good enough head coach that I'm terrible and they fire me and they give me $10 million. The, the Matt Rule deal where you have yeah. four years and $43 million left on your deal? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad gig. Like, I, think, I, think, I think we saw that he what was was he making $80,000 $80, a day for the next four years? It was, like, it was like, I think it's like eight hundred grand a month or something ridiculous. Something nuts like that. Like, that's, that is mind-blowing money. Yeah. No, Nico, it's it, got to be pretty close to... It's got to be, yeah, you're right, eight hundred grand a month because it's forty three million dollars, yeah, 
on over four years. That's a, that's an insane number. Right to get fired. What a what a right. Legend. Well, the um the Twitter board. You know, I guess we could talk about this. This is pop culture. Elon Musk bought Twitter for forty four billion dollars. I had been saying that the deal didn't make sense mathematically. And in our in the boys chat, I said. I'm going to wait and see until he actually does it. Cause he backed in and backed out and backed in and backed out. And yeah. he even still tried to back out and Twitter actually, the document he had signed left him no outs. So he, he basically had to buy it. Um, and Twitter was going to take him to court and force him to buy it, which I think is a great move on Twitter's part. If someone, because the, the price he offered was something like 15 or $20 over stock price. So, like at the time he offered the $52, I think the stock was at like 35 or 37. So yeah, from Twitter, I'll take the overvaluation. Right. <laughs> yes. I will take an extra $15 per share. I, I'm not. Yeah. No I will make you pay you that. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're good for it. Uh, so he had to max out all his credit cards, borrow against all of his stock. He, he is now essentially leveraged. Um, but he now owns Twitter. And so apparently when he, when he terminated, he went through and within the first day terminated like the top three or four people. Well, they all apparently have termination clauses that you know, if you fire them before their contracts are up and it's not for cause, each of them is equipped to, it's, it's going to cost something like 70 or $80 million to fire the four people. Like stuff like that where it's like, man, I, what a gig. Yeah, what can you imagine getting into your contract built in where it's like, if we're tired of you, but you didn't do anything wrong and we fire you, you get $30 million. I'm sorry, what? I, that's actually in my contract. I, I know you didn't look at it too much, but it's, oh, it's yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico, I got bad news. If I fire you, there's there's not $30 million in the nerd thug account. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I, yeah. I have some friends. It's okay. Okay, all right, good. That's good. Because, you know, I don't want to leave you high and dry, but. You know the saying, blood from a stone? Try, try getting blood from space, okay? Like, there's nothing. Nothing. I don't know. I think all the blood's in space. <laughs> it's somewhere. <laughs> I think everything's in space. Everything and nothing. And no one can hear you scream, but everyone knows you're miserable. Are astronauts sad? Is that what we're getting to? Is that what we're alluding to? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be at least on some level a little miserable? Maybe. At any moment, I don't know. I feel like wrong, you would I feel die. like every video I've seen of people who like come back from space are like, man, that was cool. They do all say like that was the greatest experience. Like they, everyone who comes back from space suffers a bit of like space longing. They call it where they 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 sort of they miss that experience. It'll never happen. Again. They miss it once once they know they'll never have it again. They 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 take a turn like a a version of depression that they go through. I do like I do like the one where like they're interviewing the guy who like just came back from space and he still has like the habits from being in space. Like he'll just leave his like he'll like drop his pen like <laughs> mid like like mid head height because he like thinks it's just gonna stay there and he can go grab it again. But it just yeah. falls to the floor and he's like curses gravity. <laughs> I do dig it. That's funny. There's a great commercial about retiring, like at the right time. And there's three astronauts on the moon, and there's two young ones. And they're like, oh, and they're looking on the moon, looking at Earth. And like, this view is incredible. And they're like, Arnie, you should come look at it. And he's old dude. And he's like, I've seen it. After 15 or 16 trips to the moon, it gets pretty old. And he's playing golf on the moon. 
he's mumbling to himself that like he's bored with going to the moon now because he's done it so long and he's like should have should have invested better and retired early (laughs) (laughs) this is incredible he's like ugh Ugh, it's It's cool whatever it's earth (laughs) all right guys this is Nerd Thug Radio. I do want to make sure to take the time to tell you guys to go to the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Check it out. They're bright. They're family-friendly. They're well-lit. It's awesome. The staff is amazing. They're giving us a ton of great prizes to give away at this weekend's Extra Life. Um, make sure to spend some time there and hang out with those guys. Nico and I do all of our nerd shopping there, and they also are one of the only stores where you're going to be able to buy my comic books. And speaking of that, I have a Kickstarter going on right now. If you go to kickstarter.com, and search DMA, the Department of Metahuman Affairs. I've got a right now. We are in the process of funding. We're trying to raise $4,500 to make the third issue of DMA. But one of the options is you can get the first two issues. Uh, every time this has been in stock at uh, the Adventure Begins, they sell out. So it's a, it's a great book. People seem to enjoy it. I'm really proud of it. Make sure to check out kickstarter.com. And we hope you guys tune in this weekend to Facebook.com backslash radio. Come hang out with us. We're gonna be we're gonna be streaming live sporadically throughout the day. 25 hours of gaming, the Extra Life Gaming Marathon. It is to benefit the Children's Miracle Network. We're gonna be giving away prizes. Every five dollars you donate to our page, we're gonna have links up. We'll text them to anybody, we'll message them to anybody who's curious. Um, five dollars you donate to that page will help raise money, but it will also be a raffle entry where you can win another one of the great prizes that we've gotten from a lot of our awesome sponsors and a lot of just businesses in the area who want to participate and help raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Um, make sure to hang out with us for everybody. Nikon, this is going to be a big weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Uh, listeners, come hang out with us. Have a great time. Donate some money to a great cause. It's all for charity. There's tax deductible IDs. So if you want to get weird and donate a bunch of money, you can write it all off uh, before they close every tax loophole in the world, I guess, is what people are worried about or something. I don't know. I voted, so everyone should also vote this week. Go vote. Uh, Super Tuesday is next week. And then after that, you don't get to complain because if you didn't vote, you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. Right, Nico? Uh, You can say that. You're registered. Have you voted yet? Uh, not yet, but I've been busy. So Okay. So, you're going to go vote tomorrow? Yep. You're a young person with free time. Uh, debatable, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. So that was Go to the Adventure Begins. Go to Kickstarter.com and go to the Facebook page and go vote. Those are four things we're saying to you right as we wrap up. Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. This is Nerd Thug Radio on behalf of uh, little brother Nico and myself. Everyone have a great week and a weekend. We will be back here next week. Same time, same channel. 104.5, 106.1 from 9 to 11.